The Saturday Supplement on Radio Kerry with Joe McGill. Good morning, good morning. How are you this morning? I'm Joe McGill and you're listening to the Saturday Supplement and I hope I find you well wherever you are around the world on RadioCarry.ie or on the Radio Kerry app or on the traditional wireless 96 to 98 FM. out there. It's very cold this morning and uh, you'd want to wrap up warm as my neighbour Mikey Andy used to say it was so cold this morning I went to the wardrobe and my suit was wearing my overcoat. So be very careful if you're listening to Abigail Bernard, um, you would have heard about the roads and there's uh, kind of patches of ice um, so be extra careful on the roads this morning um, I took it handy myself this morning because it's that kind of dangerous kind of a, um, ice because there was a fall yesterday evening, a bit of a drop in of rain and uh, that makes it extra kind of dangerous on the roads because you can't really see it but the car was telling me it was minus 1 and minus 2 in places minus 2.5, it never got above 0, maybe once or twice Point five one, so it just tells you how cold it is this morning so just be extra careful and I hope you're well and uh, I hope you have the fire on and you'll sit back and relax and stay with me for the next two hours because on the Saturday Supplement this morning we'll have our monthly in focus photography slot with Dominic Walsh we'll also hear about a new documentary film about communication through immigration from an era pre-telephone seeking contributors from the southwest. this is a very interesting kind of documentary it's basically um, before uh, phone calls or even like phones were there but they were just so expensive to call America call Australia so people came up with a kind of an ingenious idea of recording themselves onto cassette tapes and then they would send them off to Australia and then the people in Australia would do likewise and send them back and if that is you or you know someone that did that get in touch uh, with us 066 712 you can text the WhatsApp 083 300 we'll also have Joe Harrington who will be in studio to speak about the latest edition of the Lara Crampon and District Journal wonderful publication and so much they pack into this with some excellent contributors so I'm really looking forward to talking to Joe about that and we'll also hear about a novel Valencia Island Community Hospital Christmas fundraiser um, involving um, the residents there so um, really looking forward to that as well but Dominic Walsh is in studio for a monthly in focus Dominic how are you? I'm great Tom I'm great I'm great Joe what a morning it is it's cold out there we've got to take it easy in the cars alright but it's a morning to be up early and to get out and take some force it's absolutely brilliant and I must tell the listeners just before we're going to thank you for the promotion this morning Joe seeing as I made your tea this morning so <laughs> I will take that as a promotion listeners so I'm really chuffed this morning I was under a bit of pressure this morning so I asked Dominic to make the tea but I told him that's the VIP experience full immersion <laughs> that you get to make your own tea and uh, you, I tell you you make a nice cup of tea. You might you might have a job in it. I might I know where to go the next time. 
Well, you should say that to my wife because my wife reckons I make horrible tea. So thank you. At least I made somebody happy on that. You know, I, I know we're on the radio, but you're wearing a very trendy set of glasses. I don't think I've seen you wear them before. Are they the ones that kind of part in the middle? They've magnets, is it? They're the click glasses. They call them. Yeah, they clip in the front, and you can take them apart and put them on like that. You know. Um, <coughs> Now, I've just got very focals recently, but I can't wear the very focals because... What are very focals? They're kind of, well, people would know that I have them. In the bottom half would be the reading, and it comes up then and it changes to normal view. Oh, is that what you'd have them down in your nose then, kind of a thing? No, no, no? these are full glasses on that. No, All right, but if you wanted to look through the part, you didn't want to see this. That's yeah. corrected for your eyesight yeah. as well, like that. It's all one. It's the one glass now that does everything like that, you know, mm. watching the television now. I was a little bit, you know, like, you know, the, the finer print or anything like that. It was, I was having problems with like that, so I got these very focals, and I I have to get into wearing them but I'm not wearing them yet I'm trying they're making me I don't know I feel dizzy or I'm wobbling oh really yeah I don't yeah know. you see that's you have to get used to them don't you yeah. and does that affect your profession photography then like do you need the glasses to see you no the, because no. Um, I have a, an optical uh, converter on my camera and my camera is, is actually I can go along and change the view in the camera that'll give that'll correct my eyesight so oh. no matter how bad your eyesight is you a lot of see time photographers they'd lift the glasses over their head mm. and they might need glasses all the time distance or long distance but you can actually correct Correct the cameras, the professional cameras. You can do that. There's an optical um, change inside in them. Excellent. Well, as always, we start this slot with Dominic bringing in his photos that he took during the month. And the first photo we're going to look at, it's on our Facebook page there, Radio Kerry's Facebook page, is Tony Noonan, and he's down on one knee, and he's outside his fantastic Christmas lights display in Temple Glanton. And Tony was only on with us about a fortnight ago, getting ready for the big uh, reveal. And uh, this gets bigger and bigger. I was just with him that you can spot this motor space now, but you can definitely spot it uh, from the main road, Dominic. This is a, a wonderful, um, I suppose, fundraising event that goes on, you know, over the next few weeks, and uh, it's something Tony plans from kind of January on. Well, actually, like Tony's doing it, I think he's doing it over 20, 25 years now, I think, at this stage, and he raises an amount of money for local charities like that, and he's a gentleman. And I go up to Tony once a year to take some pictures and promote his his lighting display, because, and that's what it is. It's a display of magnificent lights and magnificent shapes. Like, you might look and see Santy, but Santy then you've got behind, you've got hoops and lights over it. No matter where you stand on it, you get lovely shapes on it. And just tell people how I took this. Um, this is a kind of unique picture I, I just took it. it's nice and clean picture like that but it is it's lit by a studio light I have a studio light that I can bring with me and I can put on a stand and light it and I put a soft box onto it because I really need soft box on it. And again, you'll hear me talking a lot about this on the, this is the golden hours, I call it. Yes, you've this mentioned is, that before, yeah. This is the time of the day when it's starting to get dark and like the sky is still ambient and you've still got a bit of ambient light around. So when I'm taking that, I took that of Tony like that, John. He's kneeling down, I've got the lights behind him and it just creates this unique experience and you see it. Even on the day we went up to do the shoot, there was people stopping and looking in and things like that it's absolutely brilliant yeah, um, I had some great times up in Tony's when I was working in a, in a West Limerick one or two, a different radio station. We were up there and we used to cover it. Um, I think one time we were responsible for knocking out the lights in him <laughs> because we had needed a generator. But uh, we had some great times um, up there. People come from all over to see it. Um, this is a great time of year, though, Dominic, for you to take uh, photos because Christmas time, there's wonderful colour, isn't there? You know, there's fierce vibrancy, but that can bring its own challenges then, I suppose, when it comes to taking photos and you have a wonderful photo here of uh, Ash Memorial Hall in Tralee and tell us about this one well <coughs> I'm down to take this during the week of the Ash Hall in Tralee which the lighting on it is absolutely magnificent 
on that and normally when I go to photograph it I tend to photograph from the street from the main street looking down at it and getting the ash in the front and the ash is the picture but this year when I went down um, I was I was thinking of what I was going to do and the angle I was going to take it from like that you know and I also took this picture in a way that a normal person could take it normally if I would have been taking this picture I would have had tripod and I would have had a very low ISO on it and I would have had my lens everything all bracket and steady and things like that you know but I went in to take this the speed is at an eighth of a second right. now your eyes blink at 250 of a second if you set your camera at 500 of a second you will stop the blades of a helicopter still yes on that so go way down now I'd handhold a camera at about 15th or 13th of a second this is an eighth of a second which is slower again it's like okay that's about the speed of it at an eighth of a second so the shutter stayed open that long so it's you have to be very careful how you do it how I did it was I brought a monopod with me that's like a single pole Mm. put it underneath the camera I sat back on a wall next to the railings and braced myself into the railings and it's like um, you take a breath you leave out a breath you take a breath and you half let out that breath and stop breathing and then you take the picture and you come up with something like this so what I was in his native second the ISO is up pretty high at a thousand I wouldn't normally do that the lens I used was a 24 millimeter lens, 24-70. The time I took this, which is crucial to people thinking about their times, the time was 4.57 p.m. in the evening. So it's not quite dark. But dark nearly yet. there, yeah. It's nearly there. Yeah. You can see the blueness. Now, the blue in the sky came up very well this day because it was frosty and it was cold and the freeze was coming and you'll always get that blue sky. If it was cloudy, you'd get a different you probably get darky clouds on yeah. it. But we mentioned this before, and, um, you know, the breathing, and that's the way snipers in battle operate, or, you know, in gun competitions in the Olympics, breathing is so important, and heart rate and all that, so you're like a sniper. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, you actually slow your breathing down. Slow your breathing, you relax. To you stop just, shaking, is it? Stop what, what, shaking, yeah. yes, yeah, and that, because, do you know, like, when you're setting up a shot, you're running around, and you're racing, you're, and you're kind of, your mind is racing and your 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 body's let's say moving your 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 heart rate goes up and you when you go to take the shot then what I try is sit down relax and just get into the zone mm. on that I've got trees around the skies so that's how I kind of took the shot and the monopod I presume that's the, that's the one stick that's you were saying yeah so a tripod monopod yeah that makes sense but you, I've seen them being used at sporty occasions they as do, well because they you're a bit quicker then is it or well see you've got a big lens yeah and the main reason that they use them in sporting events is because the lens are so heavy okay and if you're standing doing a match for but why not a tripod it's more it's, awkward or a tripod is awkward yeah. a tripod you've got to keep it a tripod basically is for putting your camera on and leaving it on. Leave it, it there, yeah. Whereas a monopod is you're movable and you, like you're you mobile. You can spin if you there's spin, action, you yeah. You go around okay. and it's cool. And then when you go to walk away with that, you can fold the, the monopod down and walk away with it. So it's a lot easier to yeah, use. Yeah. So for people, say, that are taking photos of Christmas trees and, you know, the outside of a house with their. Because that's a lot more prevalent now, isn't it? People decorating the outside of their house with lights yeah. and things like that. What kind of top tip would you give them there? taking lights it's, it's, to get, it's to get the times right now you, yes you can take them at night when it's very dark but you, you just get a different you get a black sky and a black around you don't get the ambient light so like dusk that. dusk it's that golden hour we call it it's either it's 
Joe, when you get that sunrise and it's mm. just coming up and you see the, the glow around the place and you can almost see. How I tell people is that if you're walking down the town and if you're outside and you can see the street and you can look into shops and you can see people walking around the shops, that's a good time to take a picture. Mm. That's that golden hours, we call it like that, where the ambient light is at its best. But you can set phones as well onto night mode or slow mode as well and take it like that and don't be afraid to experiment don't be afraid to hold your phone and take a picture and don't be afraid to get your phone and push it forward out at arm's length and take a picture pull it out and push it back and I might do that the next day and I'll show you a, a, te- a technique where you can get these lines flying mm. around in them as well. Yeah. Um, it's a, it was a real American thing, you know, like uh, happy holidays and a photo of the family for Christmas, you know, that they'd get a posed uh, kind of photo. But you see it a lot more now on Christmas Day, say, on social media. People, the family photo with maybe a Christmas jumpers on next to the tree or something and saying from our house to yours or whatever um, like is that something that you see is more prevalent and, and what would be the classic Christmas photo the classic Christmas photo of the family together yeah. beside the tree or around the table what I would do when uh, my father-in-law and mother-in-law used to come both have passed away now since um, they used to come out to our house for Christmas yeah. and the family would be there and they would be given out to me because I'd be moving chairs from the table <laughs> and, and I'd be moving things around and I'd be positioning things around the tree and I'd take the same shot every year the same angle and I would take that now we realise it's so important it's just a quick picture you know, I do. I normally, when I go to take pictures like that, I take pictures when they arrive and get it done. I don't take pictures of people eating and try not to take pictures of people after they have eaten. eaten. Otherwise, they're either going to the loo or they're going for it. It's a glass of water or they're going around or they just want to ring somebody and say, you know, send a message. Get it done nice and early and get it out of the way. Like the zoo, like before, they, before they eat. eat before yeah, they eat. so they'll be hungry because yeah. they'll already be sleepy around the place. They'll look desperate. Half yeah. around, the, the granddaddy be up on the couch snoring away there like that, you know. <laughs> I'd like to see your pitch now this year now, John. Yeah, well, uh, while we're at it, are you doing the Christmas dinner again this year like you, you started? No. no. Not that, uh, my wife is doing the Christmas dinner this year now. I, I get a time off. We'll call off the fire brigade. Call off the fire brigade. But what I'll be doing now this year is I'll be going to the swim. I go to the Oh, yeah. I photograph the swim and I'll be going to Banna um, for there, um, helping them out with their charity event now on Christmas yeah. Day and I go and photograph that. And you see the brave swimmers that haven't been in the water all year and go in and you hear the screaming and the roaring and the shouts of pain and everything like that. You know, I used to do it years ago myself and it used to be very good, very yeah. Fun. But my advice to people like that is put some footsies, put something on your feet yeah. when you're going in and out of the water. Because yes, your body will get cold and you'll be able to work on anything else. But yeah. what happens when your feet get so numb, yeah. you don't feel what, where you're walking and you could walk in stones or anything like that. And that's where it gets... Yeah, I'm very disappointed that you're not cooking the dinner. I'm taking it on for the first time this year. Oh, uh, yeah. My wife's family's coming over, so we've had we've fierce pressure. We were going to do a practice dinner but I don't think we'll get time to do that I, no. I did that so I did, I did you did that didn't you yeah, when did, did, did you do it many days out about two weeks beforehand yeah I made a Hamesman. Did you? But then the, the final one was perfect. Well, well actually... I so you I, needed to do the practice run. My timing was just all over the place. The do you, do you pre- prep the night before or no? Would you put veg in? Did you do that or did you do it all on the day? If I say yes, that sounds as if I'm a professional. No, no, it doesn't. It sounds, not it sounds right. I get up early in the morning and I'm rolling. Oh, yeah. Somebody, come here, peed potatoes or something. No, I'm not that good, actually. You're, I, you're I, the wrong man to I, be going to advice for, I, I, I think. I'm on the fly. I just start getting ready straight away. <laughs> we'll be looking at your photos after the break. We'll get in touch with us. All 66712 You can text or WhatsApp 083300 
The Saturday Supplement on Radio Kerry, brought to you by Virgin Media, Ireland's best broadband. Visit virginmedia.ie. It's playtime. Morning, Joe. There will be a great get-together in heaven this weekend with Shane and all the greats. And I can imagine the greeting from Sinead. What are you doing here, McGowan? To which Shane will reply jokingly, I could ask you the same, O'Connor. Loving thoughts uh, to Victoria. And that, of course, Shane McGowan's wife, Victoria. And that comes in from Catherine Ahern in Ballylongford. Thanks, Amelia, for that. Uh, Catherine, yeah, very sad news. And uh, Christy Dignam as well. This year uh, um, as well, a, a trinity of really talented musicians and singers and uh, writers as well. Um, may they all rest in peace. We're here with Dominic Walsh. It is in focus. Get in touch with us. 66 You can text WhatsApp 83300 Now let's look at your photos that you sent in to us. And the theme was winter has arrived. So let's get to the first one. As we approach winter on a wet November day at a sporty event near the Stole Town, an unusual strong rainbow hung overhead. Niall Butler from Ballybunion was pondering on the possibility of a crock of gold at the end of the circle with a container at the ready as he enjoyed a snack. um, Photo comes in from Moss Joe Brown, Dominic, and we keep saying this about Moss Joe Brown, is he always sends us an interesting photo about daily life. Well, see, the thing is about Moss, he produces images that are unique, but they're unique in the way that it's what you see every day. You walk past this, people would have walked past this gentleman now, leaning up, up against the bar. But they don't take photos of they it. They don't take pictures yeah. of it. They mm. don't even recognise it. Yeah. And they say, oh, yeah, it's when Moss goes on. And that's the one thing about, as I keep saying to people like that, you, you need to imagine life in pictures at times. Yeah. Like when you go past something, almost blink your eyes to take a picture and remember yeah. the, when you've just passed it. And that, that's what Moss does. And that's, that's a uniqueness of getting yourself into photography. Videotography is quite different. Yeah. Like it's moving objects and you're on the move the whole time. But when photography is still and you take it, that's why I always kind of say to people, take the shot, pause and maybe take another shot or think outside the box. But Moss is doing this great picture. But that's a great point because I think the photos that we look at the most are the ones you're talking about there. The non-posed ones and the kind of non, um, maybe like, they don't have to be a special occasion. It could be like a fair day or something like that. And you go, oh, look at that and remember that. Like, and just mentioning videos, my um, mother's first cousin from America, he came home, say, three or four times from America. And over 50 years, he videoed every time he was home. And then he gave us this whole video of that time. And you can see my grandfather, who I never met. And it's over a period of time. But one thing he used to do, he videoed outside um, the uh, Chapel Town Church or Cale Church in Valencia Island. And he just videoed after Mass people walking and standing up against the wall you know the old men with the fags and the butts of fags yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. and then you'd see all these people you could see what the fashion was like of the day and you could see the way people were interacting with each other it was just of a different time but it was wonderful to see that kind of thing and that's not done enough no it's not and it's called daily life mm. is actually there's a name on that style of photography and it's called daily life and the reason I, I, I like these pictures because they tell a story there's a lot more going on in the picture than just the subject as you say that time it was the people coming out of mass and it's amazing that like you look at what they were wearing you look at the hairstyle like you look at the colours if it was in colour you look at the cars you know you see the street and you'd see okay can I see a building in the background what's that building like today you know so it's amazing what you get out of photography and daily life is the way to go but the thing about it is a lot of people take these pictures and say oh yeah and they put them aside but they're very important they should be kept archived 
or done something with it. Yeah, great point. Hi, Joe. This is a real sign of winter is coming. A tree of red berry holly. Keep up the good work. Regards, Joan Trant in Tralee. And the holly really signifies um, Christmas, doesn't it, Dominic? Sometimes we see more holly than not. You know, some years there's loads of holly and others there's not as much holly and it can be hard to get holly and the birds might take a lot of the berries. But it is a real kind of signifier of Christmas, isn't it? It is. Uh, we coming out our driver, we have a holly tree like that, you know. And the only I say about this photograph is it's nice, but I would have gone in a lot tighter to the berries. I would have made the, the berries the more centre point of the picture and yeah. it's, it's a lovely picture. But or what you could do is crop in mm. and create a picture like that, you know. But as I say, we have this holly tree behind and I intentionally let it grow and tends to grow out into the driveway and you have to cut it because it grows out and scrape off a car if you're walking along. But I wait till this time of the year and clip it back and then I've got a couple of sprigs then and I can bring in like that, you know. So it's a lovely uh, picture. I think holly is Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, I know where to get my holly this Christmas now. And like you said, Joan can still kind of um, improve that photo by just cropping it. So that's a good uh, tip. Hi, Joan Dominic. Attached three images based on your winter has arrived theme. First image shows a November sunset over Inch Beach. Winter is always close at hand when the sun starts to set over Inch Beach. That's great as well to kind of, you know, that in different places there's a signifier of the time of the year. That's wonderful. Second image shows newly installed floodlighting casting a warm glow on the lovely stonework of Inch Church, brightening up a dreary November evening. With arrival of winter, Christmas is never far away and always something to look forward to. So final image shows beautifully lit altar area of Inch Church during Christmas 22. Full credit to our gifted altar society for this wonderful arrangement. And that comes in from Michael Kennedy in Inch. And again, all kind of different photos, um, but wonderfully ca- capturing um, Christmas. The Christmas wreath again there is very Christmassy, isn't it? But look, I, I, I think Michael actually is a great photographer. I think these are excellent pictures and they're three completely different pictures mm. and your eye has to look at them. If I was a picture editor now and that popped into my grid, I'd look at them straight away because there's such a variety there. And the, I like the lighting of the church outside. It's lovely, but I absolutely love the altar. Isn't it really nice to go into a church and sit down and look up and see these reeds each side of it? Because th- this church now, no matter whether you're a family going in or whether you're going in on your own sitting down there and you're looking up at the altar, it's just nice and homely and inviting, isn't it? Yeah. And, that, and the sunset along Inch Beach, where could you be? Where, what a better place to be. You yeah, know, and signifying the time of the year as well. It's yeah, just brilliant. It's good, good morning, Joe and Dominic. Find attached two pictures. The first picture is of a holly bush. This picture was taken out in Glenbay. And the second picture is of a colourful sky. This photo was taken in Tralee on the 21st of November. And that comes in from Deirdre Mangan. There's something very poignant about the, the second photo there with the lone street light. And, you know, winter can be a lonely time as well. And the darkness has set in. It can um, be, yeah. That, that paints, that paints uh, a picture. It paints does, it a does. thousand it's, words. It, it just, like, shows, like, that you're looking out and you're looking to... This, and just, it's amazing the colours you can still get even at this time of the year and you think it's cold and bland. But, you know, the one thing, good thing about it is Deirdre's actually getting out and about and, and you're taking pictures and showing what she's getting like that, you know. And it's amazing the difference in the holiday tree from the last picture the last picture would have worked better if you went in closer. This picture just works because it's the whole thing. There's the wall there and there's the stone there. There's a bit of sky behind there and it just works as a very good picture on that. Excellent. We've lots more of your photos to get there with the theme Winter Has Arrived. We also have to go into Dominic's archive and look at the photo he brought in with him this month. But we are going to go to a break. Before I do that, reminder 066 You can text WhatsApp 083 300 the Saturday Supplement on Radio Kerry brought to you by Virgin Media Ireland's best broadband visit virginmedia.ie it's playtime 
Yeah, and I hope you're enjoying the programme so far. I'm here with Dominic Walsh for our monthly In Focus Photography slot. Get in touch with us 066-712-3666. You can text the WhatsApp 083-300-3300. And let's look at some more of your wonderful photos that you emailed to jmcgill at radiocarry.ie. The theme was winter has arrived. I attached two photos of winter scenes taken recently. The first is a robin taken early morning in Tralee Town Park and I had to get down on my belly and elbows to get this one. As you can see, Dominic Waltz would appreciate that now going the extra mile. The second was taken recently in Killarney National Park on a very foggy morning and is that of a lone tree with a cow feeding underneath. And if you look to the extreme left, you will see a young deer lying on the grass facing the camera. Regards and a happy Christmas to you both, Donald Daly. Very happy Christmas to you too, Donald. I'm trying to look at the deer here. And the robin photo is just quintessential, I suppose, Christmas time, isn't it? I mean, like, Donald, when we looked at these pictures, this, Donald, we were going through them for a list, we did not see a cow and we did not see a deer. No, now as I I'm see looking, the deer now, yeah. I see the deer and I can see the cow, absolutely. That's why I say to people, always explain and tell you a little bit of a story yes. around the picture. Yeah. It means so much to us when we're looking Completely. around and we're going through them on the grey set of pictures. The tree is lovely and it's there by itself, you know, and it's still there. Like, you, you almost think, like, there's leaves in it, but I'm not too sure what's on it at all like that, but it's absolutely lovely. The robin. Is this Christmas or not? Mm. It is absolutely brilliant. Look, winter's arrived, the robin is there like that, you know, and down your haunches and looking at if I get that close to a bird, they always take off. Birds and I don't get on well when I try and photograph them. They just disappear when they see me coming along like that, you know. I think I make too much noise. Great set of pictures. I really like them. Yeah, the robin is brilliant. We were talking about the robin with Tom Lynch there a few weeks ago and you know, like, they're meant to be the symbol of peace and all that, but they're aggressive little dudes, the robin. They're very territorial. They won't even like another robin coming into their patch, and they kind of frighten off everyone out of their, their garden, so it's 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 amazing. Um, but they're beautiful looking, and they're really, they're on every Christmas card. They kind of really remind you really of. Really yeah. We have a stray cat coming to our, our garden, continuously coming in, and we've made the mistake of feeding him a little bit. So yes. he's permit. Now he's not ours, doesn't stay with us, and he's a very well kept cat, so he's obviously coming from some place. Yeah. But he came in recently into the shed where I was, and there was a robin inside him, and the robin chased him out. <laughs> and the cat actually now the cat didn't run, but the cat was haunching down. Yeah. And the robin was, was flying around the cat. I couldn't believe it. That's unusual, yeah, because the cats that, usually cats, can go at yeah. them, yeah, when they're feeding yeah. and things like that. Hi Joe and Dominic, winter is here when the rising sun starts to show off its true beauty with magnificent colours in the sky. Happy Christmas to you both and thanks for the great programmes over the year. And uh, that's a wonderful um, sunset. And even this morning, Dominic, when I was driving up, you know, the sun is starting to rise it's like a Caravaggio painting, this beautiful pinky red colours. You can get just some unbelievable colours this time of year. And he, I don't know, is it just this time of year? But it looks like you can see a lot further. Everything's so clear and crisp with the frosty mornings. Well, see, the thing, like, the one thing happens now, even though the sun is coming up and it shines, the sun is, is a bit lower and the, the earth has changed its, its angle at this time of year like that. Mm. So everything looks quite different on that. And it's absolutely lovely. And you can see this time of year is that the skies 
go longer, further and further and further. They're very long. It's like they go on forever, really. Mm. Now you can see them. So almost from the sunrise up to over your head is where they're going. Yeah. Whereas during the summer, you tend to have a sunrise and it just rises up like that. You okay, know? yeah. It's absolutely brilliant to see. But the thing about taking pictures this time of year, it's a great time. If you, let's say, if you're a landscape photographer now or if you're into golf courses, this is a great time to take pictures this time of year because the sun is low and it creates shadows. Yes. And it gives a lovely the cont- contours and like that. And you can see the nukes and the crannies and the shadows. It's absolutely a brilliant time that is an amazing picture that needs to be up on the wall it's fantastic yeah hi Joe and Dominic Winter is here empty Fiend Beach by Lily Elvins and uh, Siobhan has sent that into us um, and uh, it is an absolutely another great landscape photo and we can see that Siobhan uh, very good at I suppose um, the thirds and the rule of thirds and all that it's very symmetrical to me yeah, the composition is good in it. Yes. That's what I say like that, you know, it's very good. And that and people don't uh, understand why this little um, metal frame goes up and across. That's put there to give you an idea actually how to frame a picture. So when you go up close to that and you, you almost take it out, it shows you the angle to take a picture. The Wild Atlantic Way sign? Atlantic Way sign, yes. Oh, is yeah. it done with that in mind as that's well? That's what it's done with in mind, yeah. It shows oh, really? you that it's, it, that's an angle to take your picture at, you know. Oh, so you right. Store, but you obviously might cut it out or in. I think this time it actually works better in. Yes. Because it just adds to it and you're looking at it like that. Yeah, I didn't know that, yeah. that's yeah. Another, yeah. Hello, Joe and Dominic. Just some photos uh, for the theme. Winter is here from Nora Oak. Carol Causeway showing cows in time in for the time being anyway and that comes in JP has sent them in for Nora and uh, it's of a slatted house and the cows are eating away and for many people in the farming community this is definitely winter has arrived that the animals are gone in they're not out in the fields and they're being fed and again they're being fed probably in the dark in the morning and they're being fed at in the dark in the night so it really captures uh, that theme and another one um, on the agricultural team hello John I'm just some photos for the team winters here from uh, Nora Carl as well um, showing uh, calving starting and a frosty morning and there we have a cow and the calf is just after calving and the cow is uh, licking the, the calf and then we have a beautiful kind of a frosty scene with the round bales and round bales like that they always kind of gather the frost and the snow on them they can look spectacular I got a nice photo of the time the beast from the east is here with all these round bales and the beautiful kind of white snowy mountains in the background but they were all covered with a blanket of snow it just looked amazing it's absolutely lovely you do an awful lot getting out especially this time of year like that you know and that it's absolutely lovely and the trees and you see the frost on the trees and little mm. leaves like that even on the grass great time of year to take spiders webs as well early in the morning yeah. that you can make that on it as for the calf that's amazing the calf being born as for me that thinks that milk comes from a carton I think it's amazing <laughs> to see something like that actually do you know <laughs> um, it's tough as well I can see the cow's head is a bit blurry but like her head would be going frantic at that time and it's actually you'd want to be careful as well around cows when they've just calved as well and we've heard lots of bad stories as well even for cows that are very familiar with a farmer they're on edge at that moment you have to be very very yes, yeah. um, uh, careful and that's why it's at the head is kind of so frantic there at that moment Hi John Dominic forgot to send photos so it took some on the way to Cork today and that was right at the deadline I remember these coming in and uh, it's uh, um, the that's the new bypass, you know, that goes past uh, McCroom and all that. And there's a beautiful bridge there. I just travelled it on for the first time recently. And, geez, it makes some difference. It is unbelievable. I go to Cork regularly. I work out of Cork a lot, you know, on that. And I go there quite regularly. And it's absolutely, it's made such a... I think at times, I think there's 20 minutes there, you know, yeah. if not. is it? It's um, just the psychological yeah, effect. Yeah, I, I think it's about 18 kilometres of road that, that I'm thinking... 
people mm. might create and that them. bridge looks unbelievable it's yeah. fantastic and it's safe and you're going along and you just, just drive away it's absolutely lovely but this is the first picture I've seen now somebody coming out of that you see let's say the sunrise there as well or is that the, the sunrise I'd say mm. and you've got the when you're looking down the road you see the arcs and the turns in it it's absolutely brilliant and that's down the bridge I'd say we are talking about there yeah and finally Agnes O'Sullivan who's a great contributor to this slot uh, first picture bird's eye view of Kells Bay and there we have a, a bird on City on the Wire and the second picture a moment with my friend Bob the seal in invert, in, uh, in brackets and there we have the seal popping up uh, his head Bob good aptly named and the uh, third photo is John Agnes's husband looking out for better weather happy Christmas to you Dominic and your families or oh, to you Dominic and your family sorry uh, I really enjoyed this slot on your program long may it continue best wishes Agnes O'Sullivan I really like the one of John when he's back to us because usually everyone turns around to the camera but this is kind of I suppose um, there, it's more philosophical he's looking out there across to the west over to, to Dingle and, and, and West Kerry but it, it just goes to show, Joe, like, not everybody has to be posed and looking into the camera like that, you know. I mean, this, again, tells the stories, looking out, and actually, you don't realise it, but when you see him like this, you're looking at the back, you don't look straight to the face, you look at where he's hand and where he's looking towards himself, so you're looking out at the landscape, you know, and, the, and this is very good. See the horizon there? It's perfectly straight across. It's absolutely lovely. The composition is brilliant in it on that. And even below with, with Bob the Seal below on that you can see it. it's absolutely brilliant like that. Seal's a great photograph. They're very nosy but like you know they always want to know what's happening and things like inquisitive so they'll always be around and they'll pop up ahead and you can get a picture on them like that. And the crop on that. People should look at the crop. And again mention to people like that as I say these pictures that you put up on our website here on Radio Kerry like that these are seen all over the world. And these are pictures that are taken by ordinary people that ordinary people are looking at and people like that like looking at pictures that is taken by you or me or anybody else like that just you know yeah. it's fantastic um, we got a query in about your cat Dominic Joe asked Dominic is the cat snow white in colour no the cat <laughs> is uh, <laughs> snow it's not snow white it's not snow white uh, the cat is ginger Ginger. So anybody with a cat in the Kerry's, a ginger <laughs> cat that seems to be going around and making homes and friends and is afraid of robins, you know. Has <laughs> <laughs> got a phobia of robins, yeah. We're building up quite a profile on this poor cat. Uh, does 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 it have a bell or a... a oh, no? No collar, nothing, no. All right. And what do you call her? Do you call her or him? Jimmy. Or Jimmy. <laughs> and it could be she, we don't know. <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy the cat. Yeah. Uh, right, Dominic, photo of the month. What have you gone for? Uh, from this wonderful selection. Now, the photo of the month, and look, we, we listeners, we look at these, Joe and I, we talk about them, we go through them, and we have a banter, and Joe would give his view, and I would give my view. Joe thinks his view is better, and I think <laughs> mine is better, but obviously, <laughs> listeners, mine would be the better view. Yeah, being the photographer, I suppose, give you the ideas. The one thing, we both came up with this straight away. There was no question about it. Joe told me his, and I told him mine, and we just said it straight away. It's the Robin inside in the grass in the frozen grass and that it was taken by Donald Daly and I think it encapsulates winter and Christmas all in one and you just see it it's absolutely brilliant yeah and he got down to his belly he was saying to take that photo and uh, it's it's actually from a kind of I suppose from your side of things professional side of things it's actually well executed isn't it, it the way, is, yeah, the way it where is, he's positioned it and is everything, positioned yeah. like that and, and even when I'm in the studio taking pictures my camera's always at eye level so if, if they're standing it's at eye level if people are seated in the group around I drop that camera to eye level so that bird is looking at eye level coming out and it's a good angle and it's a good idea it's a good rule to work with that you're actually using that angle 
It's brilliant. Yes, and uh, in relation to Dominic saying about cat, uh, about Robin chasing a cat, Felinch Island caller says that they, that might have happened because robins are very territorial. Yes, and that's what we were saying, that they are very territorial, so it's amazing that they, you chase a cat. Um, Dominic, a theme for next month? Well, the theme for next month is what does Christmas mean to me? Now, that can be loads of things. It can be taking pictures. For example, there's a parade on in Tralee today at 2 o'clock. Santee's around Tralee today. That's a great place to go and take pictures. You've people there. You've characters there, Disney characters. You can be walking along the beach like this. You can take pictures of trees. It's what it means to you. And, it, and Christmas means so much in every single way and it's different to everybody like that you know so it's just what it means to you whether it's you looking across the road and waving at somebody or a family coming together or it could be Christmas cake or anything like that you know and the reason that we give a theme every month is to get your mind working and to get you into that spirit Excellent you can email them to jmcgill at radiocarry.ie before midday Wednesday before the first Saturday of the month what Christmas means to me we're going to take a break and after that we're going to be going to Dominic's Archive the Saturday Supplement on Radio Kerry, brought to you by Virgin Media, Ireland's best broadband. Visit virginmedia.ie. It's playtime. Yes, and I hope you're enjoying the programme so far. Dominic Walsh is uh, still with us. Um, before we go into your archive, Dominic, um, I was scrolling through the examiner there, and on page 8 there's a wonderful photo, and I have it up on our Facebook page um, now, of a little girl getting a hug from Santa Claus and a beautiful um, background there with the lights as well. Just tell us briefly about that before we go into the archive. Well, very quickly, um, got a call from the examiner picture this during the week to know what I um, try and get organised a Santa picture or a picture that works for the paper this morning so what I did how I did this was I rang Shara Dunahoo in Cork and she rang Oliver Hurley in Tralee and Oliver Hurley has Santi coming to him today so Oliver went along and made a special effort to try and get Santi in during the week and Santi arrived during the week and I was taking pictures of Santi and this young lady just arrived and walked by and she was in awe at Santi so I just turned around and asked Santi would he say hello and the girl just gave Santi the biggest hug and she's looking into the camera like that the settings one third of a second I took it 2470mm ISO was 800 F5 and focus lock that's where I lock in the focus I take a picture on that It was, and I used an off camera flash when I was taking it it's just something that I was trying to get an, a Santi picture and this young person just walked in like that you know, and it works and the examiner do this quite often they would ring photographers and say look can you get us something we need for yeah. during the week when there's an occasion coming up so today we're on 2nd of December and that's our Santi picture. Yeah, beautiful photo. It just shows the power Dominic has that he can just get Santa into a photo when he needs. Santa's Rangers get a day's rest as Santa is helicoptered into Phoenix or NLI lifeboat to a crowd of young, happy local kids. And this is from Dominic Walsh's archive. Spectacular photo of um, the rescue helicopter hovering overhead with Santi dangling off it and about to arrive into a moving lifeboat, Phoenix lifeboat, under neat with um, Phoenix I presume in the background there um, this is a spectacular shot Dominic it's absolutely lovely shot when, when is it roughly um, this was taken um, 
1996 and in 1994 the Fina lifeboat arrived after a 25 year break okay. where it had been there before and it wasn't there for 25 years it's just back on that you know and if anybody looks at this picture they'll see that there's no marina there at the stage it's gone it's just there's a picture that it is like that you know and as adults will understand there the gentleman that helped me out that day and was a great friend to Santi that day was Thomas Kelly from uh, Phoenix a lovely lovely gentleman who has since passed away people might know him locally as Tucker Kelly outside there like that you know so he was brilliant and he helped me well on the day but the helicopter came in um, I think it's Rescue 115 that actually came in yeah. over it and the thing about it is when the helicopter comes in to land on the lifeboat it's not that the lifeboat parks up and the Santi comes down onto the lifeboat the lifeboat has to match the speed of the helicopter yeah because he's not landing on the lifeboat he's hovering over he's it hovering. Yeah, yeah. so they've got to go along in unison together yeah. and then Santi has to come down and get onto the boat on that and I'm on another boat going beside them matching the speed matching as well the speed that they're going on like that you know and if anybody's ever been under a helicopter and like Santi isn't too bad he's directly under it but if you're a little bit away from it like I was it's like a hurricane wind coming at you <laughs> and you're trying to <laughs> and the water's splashing into your face and everything's going against you like that you know? it's just an amazing experience actually to see something so big coming along and it's like as if it's just hanging in the air like that you know on that and were the kids in the lifeboat or were they at the shore the kids were a shoreline oh, right, yeah, yeah, the kids yeah. were all on the shore looking at what was going on like that <laughs> and, and the helicopter came in what happened was the lifeboat went over towards the pier and waited there because they obviously had to find out where Santi was and yeah. what was coming in and, and they had to make arrangements with the coast guard and all so they all did it like that and the thing about Santi like everybody wants but he can't be every place at once yes. like that, so yeah. they had to work and get our times right and things like that when he came in so we're whizzing along like that, you know, and there's Santi and he comes on and he gets on the boat. So it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's a wonderful photo. I'd recommend going up onto our Facebook page and having a look at that. It's absolutely spectacular. An iconic shot, uh, I'd call it. Um, that is where we have to leave it, Dominic Walsh. Where does the time go? Our reminder again, our theme is what Christmas means to me. But we're going to get Dominic in again this month because on the 23rd, we're going to have a very special programme. We'll have a few guests in studio and Dominic um, will be one of them and we'll be looking back over your photos from the year um, as well but our theme for the first Saturday of next month is what Christmas means to me you can email them to jmcgill at radiocarry.ie before midday Wednesday the, before the first Saturday of the month Dominic Hodge thanks a million pleasure as always you're more than welcome and thank you very much for having me and thanks to listeners as I say keep them coming we look at every picture and it's great to see them coming in very good. And uh, quickly, Dominic, actually, you wanted to mention you're on a bike and you're doing a fundraiser. What's that? Yeah, I'm, I, I do a bit of motorbike cycling myself. And on yeah. the 17th of December, the Carabile, the John Sheehy Road, there's a charity tie run in aid of Mount Eagle Lodge, St. Mary of the Angels. So I, along with my buddies, will be going up there for that. So, And I think they're looking for riders to go there on the day as well. Excellent. Lots coming in the next hour. We'll be talking about a new documentary film about communication through immigration from a pre-telephone uh, era seeking contributors from the southwest and Joe Harrington will be in to tell us about the Lyra Compon and District Journal. We'll take a break for the news. Not join you again in the next hour. You're listening to the Saturday Supplement and uh, we're into the second hour of the programme. I hope you're enjoying the programme so far. Just a reminder, Radio Kerry's 10th annual Christmas Jumper Day 
will take place Friday, the December 8th, so this Friday. And uh, as you all know, you dress up in your Christmas jumpers and uh, Quinlan's have come on board, Quinlan's Fish Shops and Seafood Bars. And if you want more information, you can go to radiocarry.ie forward slash jumper day and all proceeds will go towards St. Vincent the Pole, which is a very important organisation all year round, but especially at this time of year. So, um, just to get to a few more of your messages, lots of people um, complimenting Dominic Walsh uh, from earlier. And um, we're going to be talking this hour, we're going to be talking about a unique fundraiser um, that Valencia Island Community Hospital is um, doing, and uh, it's a novel fundraiser involving Christmas cards, so we'll be talking about that um, later on, and we'll also be talking to Joe Harrington about the new Lyra Crampon and District Journal, issue 14. What a fantastic um, compilation of stories. Uh, this is stories in local history from the Stax Mountains, Castle Island, Abbeyfield, Estol, Brosna, and other parts of North Kerry. Um, we have a few messages in. Simba is the cat's name and lives across the road from Dominic. Um, I must tell Dominic about that, the stray cat that's coming into him. Um, uh, there's a few more messages as well that I will get to very shortly. And uh, what Christmas means to me, um, entries by the first Saturday of the month, does that mean January? Because today is the first Saturday in December. Yes, it means the first Saturday of the month, so the first Saturday in January. But Christmas, it'll actually be, the programme will be on on small Christmas or in this neck of the woods, remember to call it Women's Christmas, so we'll be still in the Christmassy uh, vibe so don't worry at all about that uh, concerned listener um, Now, um, there's a, a new documentary um, in the works that is inspired by um, an old college film that this, my next guest made it's a film about, um, that in the works about communication through immigration from an era pre-telephone, seeking contributors from the southwest and the documentary focuses on communication between Irish immigrants and their loved ones back home in a time before the ordinary telephone and uh, it is a remake uh, for a TV of a film that my guest made 10 years ago featuring his aunt, uncle and dad all from Offaly and Austin Kinney joins me on the line now. Austin, how are you this morning? I'm good, Joe. Good. Nice, nice frosty Christmassy style morning here in Dublin. Anyway, <laughs> it's the same here in Kerry. It's a real beautiful morning. Christmas has uh, arrived in spades. So this, I think, yeah. is an absolutely wonderful um, idea because um, we all, I suppose, and especially on this program, we talk a lot about the immigration. We've people listening to this program that would have um, immigrated from Kerry and uh, from this uh, region. But communication has become so easy nowadays, and we found out that during the pandemic with Zoom and their, uh, WhatsApps and all these different uh, modes of communication. But there was an era where it was not so easy to communicate. Even if the phone was invented, the price of a telephone was just out of reach for people and not everyone had a, a telephone either. And this is the time you're talking about. Well, that's it. Even going back to my time, say, I'm 40 now and uh, when... I went away to uh, to, to, to travelling to America and stuff like uh, during college days you'd have to buy the call card you know and you'd have to buy the particular call card I remember one time I got I, bought, I was in New York and bought a card that wasn't for Europe and I bought he sold me a Caribbean one and the $20 went in about 14 seconds you know and there was all that kind of stuff you'd, but the, the, this is going back even before that again this is going back like 
Um, I suppose seventies and eighties, but I did, I did actually. Um, I, I got one contributor got on to me a, a couple of uh, months ago. He had tapes from the nineties, and he he was um he was recording to Cork actually from Saudi Arabia. But they, 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 his particular family didn't have a phone then. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of from um it's it, from my mom and dad's case. It was in um late seventies, early eighties. They went to uh they 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 went to um went to, moved to Australia. And uh, there was no, there was one phone on the road, and then one, one, one public phone down the end of the town. And so you had to really organise a phone call if, you, if possible. But it was always awkward, you know, you'd, you'd kind of because everybody wanted to go through that woman's phone that was on the road. So it was hard to kind of book a time in, and then even through different time zones in Australia and all. So they kind of had this idea that you, yeah, you, you'd um, you'd you'd post a tape letter, kind of like you know, you'd record a almost a letter into a tape and send it with your letter. And uh, and send it along. It was kind of lovely for for so many people to hear voices that they wouldn't have heard, and and people sometimes are more themselves on a tape when they're to relax and a bit of time rather than kind of discussing kind of fast things on the phone where they know they're under under time because of because of the price of a phone call. Yeah, and it was also vice versa as well. It was coming back the other way as well. Um, so we've we've a lovely clip here from that first documentary you did, and uh, this is this is your grandmother, isn't it? Um, speaking uh, yeah. to her son in Australia. Yeah, my dad's mum. This is mum. Hope you're both well. We're sold of the new potatoes. Pity you're not here to enjoy them. Are you still as fond of potatoes as ever, Brian? You used to love them hot or cold, and still you didn't put up the weight. Not like the rest of us. We have very dull weather here presently, and we have a lot, lot of new houses and new people. Everyone is very strange. Isn't that just a, a wonderful piece of audio, uh, Austin? Like you know, um, I suppose oh. it's just it's just talking about something so ordinary as well. But you can see that you can hear the love in her voice, and then I suppose the things that are concerning her that people talk about a lot today as well. You know, it's just a wonderful clip. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like yeah, it's because it's, it's it's yeah, like you can say you can hear the love in her voice, but she's not saying it lovingly, really. Yeah. you know, and and I suppose that, and that they wouldn't have and I don't know her like she was a lovely woman from what I remember of her um, but uh, she she died when I was 12 but like it, but it was um, it, you know I wouldn't remember her to, to, to show any major loving emotion to, towards, towards the family but you can hear it just in that she's worried about is he still eating you know yes, guys, he's always yes. so far away from home he's still getting his food into him and that kind of stuff and yeah and, and then you say like like I, I think as, as much as everything changes people, people have the same issues no matter where they are in the world God you fear change a bit like look everything's changing around me here and I can't imagine how how quick that Bannerhurst is a small town now. So back in the back in seventies, eighties, I can't imagine how many new houses there was being built or new people. You know, yeah. I still feel there's a bit, a bit new and there's a dub going in. Like you know, so I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. I suppose on yeah. that as well, Austin. Like um, that's something like when you do travel and you do go away, um, homesickness is a real thing. And I know your mother was speaking on that first documentary about that you couldn't just nip down the road of the weekends when she worked in Dublin or wherever. When you you know that you could just come home you're over in Australia and all of a sudden it hits you you're very far away so I'd imagine something like this you would throw on every so often just to listen to it to kind of feel a piece of home as well 
Yeah, that's it. Like even even if it wasn't a new tape, I think people used to play it just for a bit of yeah, a bit of warmth and a bit of a reminder of kind of the the, the, the life is still going on there with them. They, they can still return, to, hopefully return to this life eventually. Particularly for my mum, um, I think Dad was happy to stay out there, but mum mum really missed home when she was out in Australia. And uh, yeah, that that was it. Just just yeah, she realised, um, God, he, he can't just. He can't just get home. She was. She got. There was a letter. I think there was a wedding coming up, and and uh, she realised. God, I can't just drop home for that. She was talking to somebody who was going from Clare to Galway. Mum was from Clare, and she was going. Well, I, I can't just go to Galway. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm out in Australia. There's no chance of me getting home for that. And it's just kind of a couple of little things made her really hit her and resonated. God, God, I really can't. I can't. Uh, I can't get home for this. I'm really far away, you know. Yeah, and I suppose it wasn't just letters as well read into a tape. There was the the kind of if you had a talent, you'd sing into the tape, or you'd you'd tell them a bit about the local news that was happening and all that kind of side of things as well. And there was humour as well. And we hear that in this next clip. Hello, Frank and Marta. This is Jack. I hope you're in a good farm. We're in fair farm here ourselves. Drinking plenty of porter, it's killing some of us and keeping more of us alive. <laughs> it's wonderful as well, Austin, isn't it? Ah, <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. Like I, 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 I interviewed Jack then for, for the for the docu- for that documentary. Uh, that's my uncle Jack, my dad's brother, and I, I wouldn't have never known Jack to be um, that, that that kind of jokey type person, you know. Mm. Um, as my uncle for years growing up, and I'd, I'd see him very regularly and often. I saw a different side to him, and then we ended up sort of speaking to him about this playing it back for him say 40 years later I, I saw that side coming out on him again you know and it was mad it was beautiful to see but yeah that's a great line to, to come off the cuff and I, I, you know and I, as I've got a couple of more families tapes in mm. um, I, I've, I've seen that it was kind of a thing that it was and similar with my family like you say people kind of did a party piece but also um, particularly children were kind of coaxed into doing a party piece so well you say hello to your, your mother or sorry your auntie or something like this and they're, they'd be too shy and they'd be kind of do your party piece do your song or, but um, but also it was organised a lot around um, kind of around parties like a kind of definitely drinking sessions so people because I suppose Irish people aren't as uh, they're, they're, they're not like the Americans they don't have that, that inbuilt confidence you know mm. um, so they kind of need a few drinks and yeah, even get to get talking to our tape sometimes, and even it could be just one or two. But just if, if so, it was organised a lot around around um, little get-togethers, and uh, and so people would be singing songs and telling jokes, and um, even even actually, my my dad got a couple of uh, All Ireland sent over to him um, as well. There was one, uh, I think it's in the original film as well. But I remember finding a tape. I think it was Wexford and Cork '78 Hurling final. I think it was that was sent over to the record full um, full commentaries because obviously you couldn't get. It was hard even getting results over there because there was no internet then or anything, so it was very hard. So uh, that'd be great for him, like you're talking about somebody that's bringing you the feeling and warmth of home for that. For, for dad, that was, you know, major, you know, getting get the All Ireland final out there. Yeah, and like they were just trying to communicate with each other, but they were inadvertently capturing oral history, and that you're trying to capture that now, really. That's it. Like it's, as I kind of um, started to make the film, uh, or started to kind of put them nuts and bolts together, even to even into making the film, that um, you're really seeing that, um, yeah, that, that that it's 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 almost a bit of a, a kind of a reeling in the years kind of thing, mm. you know, as well because. Yeah, some of the, uh, there was a lady who sent me a tape from, she was in Zambia um, uh, uh, and she was sending it back to um, Manor Hamilton and Leitrim in the 80s as well. And and um, 
she's recalling something. She's only hearing bits of news because she's not getting. There's a it used to be BBC service. They used to get kind of a world service kind of thing, and she get that a couple of times a year. And, and she's recalling a, a big fire that happened in Dublin um, on Valentine's Day, which I know now to be to the stardust disaster, you know. Oh, but yeah. she she doesn't really know that. She's just kind of read something. She doesn't really know where it happened, but she something popped up in BBC, and you know, and that's kind of obviously that's. Uh, capturing a snapshot in time then um, you know and, and little things like that there was, no, there was another one there somebody was talking about um, uh, it was people from uh, it was going from Newbridge to Texas and the family was in the 60s and they were talking about the, the Irish troops going off to um, the, the Congo mm. I think they were I think they might have been the first troops the first UN troops stationed, uh, stationed overseas from Ireland or something like that I know there was a, a big Hollywood film made about it recently but I haven't seen it Siege of kind of a that's it. That's yeah, the one. Yeah. That's it. And and, um, uh, and yeah. So I'm just that, was, that really captured a moment in time for me. Going, oh God, that's what she's talking about. You know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And there's a real I, there's a real carry connection with that coming down Quillen and um, uh, from uh, out uh, Derrynan Mortal direction as well. Um, stay right. with stay with us, Austin, because um, yeah. my next guest actually, Joe Harrington, has brought out a book, Lyra Compton District <laughs> Journal, and I was talking to him yesterday, and he was telling me that this is how he. Came Communicated when he went to Australia, so I've asked Joe to come in a bit well, earlier. So stay with us on the line, and we'll go to a break. Yeah, a little more after this. The Saturday Supplement on Radio Kerry, brought to you by Virgin Media, Ireland's best broadband. Visit virginmedia.ie. It's playtime. Yeah, and I hope you're enjoying the programme so far. Um, when I look at the wonderful sunrises these mornings and the huge moon rising last night and the wonder of nature, just heavenly, Joe, remind listeners to feed all the little robins and other birds in this weather as the ground is frozen. And thanks, that comes in from Nick Snow, listener. And that is very true. And we were talking about that with Tom Lynch, our bird watch expert. He was saying as well to make sure to feed the birds uh, this time of year. Um, keep the messages coming in, 06. Six seven one two three treble six. You can text the WhatsApp oh eight three three hundred three three hundred. We're talking to Austin Kinney about a film he's making about communication through immigration from near pre telephone, seeking contributions from the southwest. And Austin, Austin is still on the line, but it just so happens I was saying to Austin before the break that we have Joe Harrington in studio now to tell us about the Lara Component District Journal. He'll be telling us about that a little later on. But Joe, you had your own experience of sending tapes back. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, um, I was in Australia from 69 to 72, mm. and it's a fair bit back. But um, not to the same extent now with Aston, but I uh, did on, I think it was two occasions, uh, we um, sent tapes home and got tapes back. Yeah. Because my mother was at home, for the her own for the most part, and... Uh, uh, it, I suppose at that time the, the cost of a of a, of a call was just out of the question really back in the late sixties especially, and also um, if you remember Father Moore, he was a character as well as everything else. Uh, he used to tell a story about uh, a woman from Dalrymplan in San Francisco who'd have to call who'd call home, and what she'd have to go through yeah. because of the operators plugging in and plugging out, and then it would 
get the international operators and then to be through to Dublin and then to be down have to be put through to Limerick and then eventually from Limerick to Tralee and then from Tralee over to Lairdre from Pinepad because <laughs> there was one phone and the person had to come into the post office uh, to take it so he had very very humorous description of that particular thing if you ever get a hold of it is what uh, yeah. is what broadcasting um, but that's what we did um, I, I, I don't remember uh, one thing that you have a problem with these days and uh, subsequently and that is sending uh, a tape through the post because of the I suppose that time they didn't have the old magnets and stuff that were checking okay. uh, for security stuff. Yeah. So there was I, I sorry, I can remember you just threw it in an envelope and it came and it actually worked when it arrived. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that would be the case today uh, that you can do it just simply like that. You'd have to take out precaution. Not that you'd be sending a tape through yeah. the post anybody these days. Yeah. But, uh, but 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 was it yeah. was it done by other people in your around you or was you, were you the only one doing it? Do you think? Uh, Where do you get the idea? I honestly, it's a long time ago. I yeah. do, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know of anybody else that was doing it at the time. Uh, uh, I suppose the one thing that was happening that time was that tapes were coming into fashion. Yes. Uh, it was a sort of a new technology. I remember before I went to Australia that we actually got a tape. I know a tape a tape recorder, right? Uh, that tape recorder was the only thing that came into the house uh, pri- uh, subsequent to the gramophone. Yes. That was a big jump up. And I remember we had the mother worn out recording stuff off the radio and playing it back. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so I suppose it was in our heads that that was a way of corresponding because it was a new thing to us and we could actually record ourselves. Yeah. Like that was the first time people could actually do that sort of stuff. The gramophone, you had to play whatever you were given in the yes. shop. Yes, yeah. Uh, and, and, and Austin you're actually looking for people like Joe with stories like this we've done your job here for you this morning we already have one contributor <laughs> yeah. I'd have to go, I'd have to go yeah. and dig in deep now to find that tape but <laughs> we'll have a look but no, I, Joe would be I, great I, if you I could wonder, I wonder yeah yeah because that, that's one thing I, when I said when I was talking to, to um, Joe uh, Miguel originally that, that um, I haven't really as much as um, I'm, I'm still piecing it together I've got a few people from around the country but I've no nobody from the southwest at all actually I don't think there's any from Munster, you know, and, I'm, and obviously there was so much emigration from all of Ireland, but particularly the West Coast and um, and Kerry, and you know that that's what I thought. But it is, it's kind of it's this, it's the, it's the, it's, the uh, it's those um, simple stories that kind of resonate with people. I think people when they when they hear me talking about it or something, they, they feel confident. There's nothing being said in our tapes, or if I did find the tapes, there's nothing there's nothing groundbreaking on those tapes. But I think it's the simple stories about like. Um, new potatoes coming in and things mm. like that that that's a, that that resonate with people because most people live kind of simple enough lives still so they go oh god isn't yeah I remember that happening so yeah it, I, I, anything with that Joe I'd love if uh, Joe Harrington if you could uh, dig out them would be brilliant you're put you're put you have me under pressure now but I I, I will <laughs> go into the attic <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, Austin if people do have uh, stories of that or they know someone or it was themselves where do you want that uh, information to be sent to what's your contact details so I have an email set up for especially for it's tape me away from home at gmail.com tape me away from home at gmail.com yeah so tape instead of take tape. yeah very you know, very. Yeah, tape, tape me away and, and, and if somebody wanted to watch the original film that was made for, made for college that, that's on YouTube also as well that's tape that's just tape me away from home on YouTube 
Yeah, and I definitely recommend watching that. And even if you, um, I, I just googled Austin Kinney and taped me away, and you can get it that way as well. Because yeah, it, it's a brilliant um, little short uh, feature, so natural, and uh, it just hits you all the time. Like you said, it's nothing like spectacular, but it is those stories. We were talking to Dominic Walsh. We have a photography slot in the first hour, and we talked about photos that just capture daily life rather than posed photos or whatever. And this very much captures that daily life and that existence of that time. Austin, I think we've lost... Sorry, uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, I, I, sorry, I wasn't, wasn't sure you were going to play a slip there. Um, no. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it, it is mad. It is like it's... Um, as they say, the, the, what's the word? Say? Like, uh, yeah, you're capturing, yeah, like the zeitgeist, they say. You're just kind of completely... Like, like uh, even I remember my dad uh, talking about in the original film, he's over in Australia. I remember he, he's kind of real marvelling that... Uh, Myself and Martha, which is his wife, my mum, we're sitting down here and we're, it's uh, it's very warm here and uh, we're watching television, um, colour television, he kind of says, you know, he stressed that was colour television because obviously back home they hadn't got colour television before leaving, you know, um, and it's just little things like that and mum was talking then about the... Uh, at uh, one stage the, uh, they'd recorded more tapes I think I found about six that time um, but they had more tapes but they, they melted in the car one time they were so hot in Australia they were driving <laughs> from uh, Brisbane up the coast and it melted they completely went to water um, yeah. yeah excellent well Austin uh, you're hoping to make a film documentary on this we wish you all the best to look with it give the email address one more time it's tape me away from home at gmail.com brilliant and uh, tapes not tape tape is it tape or tape sorry Oh, a, a tape, just one tape, yeah. As a, tape, as yeah, tape. perfect, yeah, 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 brilliant. Austin, best of luck with it, and just, th- yeah. I was going to say, if, if anybody has, cause some people did 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 the similar thing with video videotapes. Yes, that's very welcome too. Uh, if some anyone has video kind of footage done in the same way, it'd be amazing. All right, excellent. Thanks a million, Austin Kinney. Uh, there, what a unique novel idea for a documentary. Um, wonderful idea, and I can imagine very nostalgic as well. And uh, get in touch with Austin. You can also email myself, jmcgill at radiocarry.e. I'll forward it on to Austin as well. We're going to take a break. Joe Harrington's going to stay with us. We're going to be talking about this wonderful publication of the Lyra Crampon and District Journal after these. The Saturday Supplement on Radio Kerry, brought to you by Virgin Media, Ireland's best broadband. Visit virginmedia.com. It's playtime. Yeah, and I hope you're enjoying the program. 0667123366. You can text the WhatsApp 0833033300. Joe Harrington is still with us, and we're going to be talking about this wonderful publication, Lyra Crampon and District Journal Stories and Local History from the Stacks Mountains. Castle Island, Abbey Field, Listole, Brosna, and other parts of North Kerry. Joe, you're you're I, I officially welcome. You know you're very welcome. Um, tell us, uh, the Ramley House is a big another arm that you're involved in. How is that going? Yeah, we've got a lot of a lot of irons in the fire, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Too many sometimes, <laughs> but uh, it keeps us uh, busy and alive. Um, yeah, the Ramley House has been a big project for uh, a long time now. Uh, our first one, the shot, awful shot version of it is our first one was um, in 1999 when we filled, incredibly, <laughs> having not ever even put up a concert in a, in a parish hall, we filled the university concert hall. Wow. Huge was, venue too, yeah. I was involved yeah. in the pilot stations in Newark at the time and we had a lot of publicity and uh, a lot of people came in with popular programs going and they came in from all over mainly County Limerick and uh, that gave us a fund which we've been rolling over since in taking the show to entertain the exiles in England and mainly we go by coach we 
put on maybe four, maybe five sometimes concerts over to be the end of October, uh, November type. And uh, for a long time we were the big show in England the big show from Ireland in England and not known in Ireland at all, hardly. Yeah. And then Radio Kelly took us on a few years ago. I know we're reasonably well known and to the extent that on last Wednesday night uh, we very close to, I'd say, within a couple of dozen and uh, nearly filled the... the, the uh, Shame Satira. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a big turnout, great atmosphere. Uh, and people went away uh, with a smile on their face, I must say. Yeah. Uh, say it, just saying thanks to them as they were going out. And, uh, ah, yeah, it was a marvellous show from the point of view. We had, they were all legends in their own way, and if they're not legends, they're heading for to be legends. <laughs> I can tell you, we had, we had the brains from Kilflynn, what a fantastic family, four of them that can play traditional music like nobody else can. We had Sean O'Shea, a legend for sure, for sure. Yes. And uh, we had El Mario de Weyer, we had uh, John Kinsella, we had uh, Caroline O'Callaghan, who spent a spell here with Radio Kerry way back. Yeah. Uh, and we had a whole pile of other people, 17 altogether people. Yeah, so don't start naming all or you'll be leaving people out. But it just shows the variety as well that you get when you go to one of those concerts. Yeah, it is song, um, song dance, uh, uh, storytelling, and... Um, What's the and music of course yeah yeah so that's the four things and but the thing about the rambling house is that about the stories they're all extremely humorous yes that's what people really yeah they're really looking forward to that and we've got some great characters including um sonny egan oh very good sonny, yeah. sonny brought the host down i can tell you, you know, <laughs> with a couple of his stories he's a great character yeah, <laughs> yeah. and i i'd say it's something father Heron would really approve of because that's the whole idea of stream satira as well was to preserve yeah, yeah, all yeah. The, all all our, our heritage and everything yeah, yeah. brilliant yeah. let's talk about this new um lyra Complon and district journal um it is a weighty publication and real quality behind it but there you've packed so much into it but firstly i suppose tell us what is the journal about like the concept of it where did it come from and when did you start it well, I suppose back in the the, nine, the 1990s, uh, 1980s, 1990s, there was quite a few journals around in Ireland, but a lot of them in Kerry. Yeah. There was a lot of journals on the go, uh, and uh, I suppose we didn't want to be behind the times in the other compound, so we, we, we produced one, and that was in 1990. And since then, we, we have produced 14 of them uh, scattered over that time. Mm. Uh, we, or we don't have a village where we are it's a rural place uh, the population is reasonably small it takes a good little while to get stuff together and to make a, um, a publication that's substantial enough to be able to produce so yeah. that's the way we do it sometimes we might get it out every second year other times it might go maybe I think the, la- the longest it went was to four years I'm not even sure if that's the case but uh, there is a continuity there alright and uh, and you've contributors from all over. We've contributors. The other thing that, just to say, that has happened in more recent times is that the original journals were much about Larry Compound. Yes. But in more recent times, uh, it's had to become nearly the North Kerry Journal. Uh, Produced in Lyra Crampon with a bit of an angle towards Lyra, all right, but the the stories are well scattered around there from Betty Bunyan, as you said, uh, uh, Abbey Field, um, and the Stowell and Castle Island, Scattered Lynn, and we have people from those places writing, and we write ourselves as well about those places and the stories. Um, but then the stories even go beyond boundaries because, like, 
Um, there's a lot of these areas I'm really about that I'm not, I'm not from there but um, I you know you can really get into like the Christmas stories and um, the, the unique one about the, the, the Linehan from um, they fought in the, the Vietnam War wasn't it yeah um, yeah yeah there's like it, there's something here for everyone and where did you get that story like about the Vietnam War you wouldn't expect to find that inside your uh, Vietnam vet no, no that, that was uh, simple in its own way because uh, uh, Dennis Linehan and Joan uh, they're in Chicago but they're from Mingonier outside near us uh, originally but they've been out there a long time they once had a supermarket in, in, in uh, Castle Island yeah. and there are some pictures from that in, in, in the journal uh, and uh, but he, he's very much in contact with, uh, with home uh, I do an internet radio program myself twice a week and uh, they are tuned in and they are sending in messages for requests for this song and that song and the cross at Renegon and all that Yeah. Uh, so uh, there is a con- it, there is a connection with the exiles that way and they've come home for a couple of weddings and um, uh, I asked them about could he write something about his own time I knew he had been in the army but I didn't know anything really about it yeah. but it's amazing the, the background that a guy from the top of <laughs> a mountain that's even higher than Lara Crumpan yeah. um, could uh, wind up uh, with such a career like farming uh, he, I'm pretty sure I think he read it again but I think he went to England for a while and then uh, had a shop in Castle Island went to America was in the army wound up in Vietnam yeah you know it is it's crazy because he was on a farm and four years later he was over in Vietnam <laughs> yeah. like he was on a farm with his father he didn't like farming he went to America right. yeah. Right. yeah and they went to America yeah it's amazing because I've been to Vietnam and I've been to a lot of the war museums and the, the Ho Chi Minh prison and all the different uh, oh, yeah. places um, but like to think um that that is just some extreme to get drafted in as well. He got drafted in fairly quickly after yeah, going exactly. over there. He, he was yeah, and then he was shipped off to Vietnam. Ones are, yeah, what you say? He got caught in the draft. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then there's there's other stories. Then you, you mentioned there about yeah. the one about uh, the Christmas. There's only one Christmas story in it. We don't bring it out sort of as a Christmas publication, but we always have a, something Christmassy in it. Mm. Uh, and that's a guy called Tim Dial who has written a number of books. He, he's from Beaufort originally. I think he played for Kerry one yeah. time okay. way back uh, and he's brought out a couple of books about uh, the uh, Garda Shikana uh, uh, and uh, he wrote that, that short story there uh, and actually I'm the guy that he wrote it about the guard in Dublin uh, um, uh, to me uh, he he's a relation of mine I must figure out exactly where but my, my grandmother was to me and he's, he's, he was part of that clan yeah, um, but it's a lovely story, and I, I thought myself that he shouldn't have given it to us because I, that would have in, could be entered into a storytelling competition easily. You know, a short story competition, and it would have won. I think myself, but he said no. Go ahead, and he it's a lovely story to have in it. And uh, without giving away too much, what's the story about? The story is about uh, um, a guy in Dublin that died in bad circumstances, and the. Um, and the the guard comes in and I suppose it was times when things weren't done uh, very in a regular sort of fashion mm. politically correct yes. fashion yeah. and he, fo- he found some money and he made sure he went to the right place mm. uh, I, I, I ruined if we said any more than that yes. the, yeah. the story is about how he managed to get to where the money really should go in yeah. the circumstances and the book as well like it really captures our history as well you talk about coming a man in it in the Lyra Pawn um, branches yeah, we, yeah. Were, we were surprised uh, there recently because that's a thing that we hadn't known much about anything about really but we came across some documents and stuff and uh, we were able to make a list 
of all the people that were uh, all the women that were in coming to mind uh, and it was amazing the, the activities that was going on and they were recorded because uh, Lada Kampan came under Nacht uh, Nagashel and Brasna came under Nacht Nagashel and then the whole that whole group came under Castle Island so there was records in um, that were kept minutes of meetings and stuff in in Castle Island and in um, uh, also uh, in Nachnagashel. So we were able to get information there and name names and people will will connect with those names because uh, they would have been their grandparents in in some cases, like you know. So and the, the names would have come down and would be known, but it it hadn't been sort of known um, that they were that active in the War of Independence. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's like there's so many different mm. tidbits and different things in this, like Irish words still in use in the English uh, language, yeah, like Amadon and Bonov and uh, <laughs> that's Bastu. Co- that's a very comprehensive yeah. list, I must yeah. say, I know. That, that was um, a, a woman, was it a couple of women in... La- yeah, in Patricia Chapel, Murphy and Margaret Sexton, yeah. yeah. Over in Lock Chapel. I, th- I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Um, there, I suppose. Like, uh, who who buys this? Is it people in the locality, or or like? For me, I think it should definitely go into schools because mm-hmm. it's very educational from that point of view as well. Well, it, it it'll be in all the libraries anywhere. That, yes, that's, that's automatic, like you know. And uh, but I, I think all people all over North Kerry, and we've already seen some abroad people look forward the exiles in particular look forward uh, to to that. Um, from the letter compound point of view. The centre of the the, the uh, journal there has a lot of what happened in Lyre in the last while. Mm. And if I, not to be blown the old trunk, but... but yeah, yeah, but it does bring you up to date on what's going on as well. So that's why it's brilliant it, for people it, away it, as well, yeah. It, it does. But we've had an awful lot of activity in Lyre in the last two years. Uh, we'd, we did up an old lime killing. We put up uh, signs for the RIC, RIC barracks. I was in RIC barracks in Lydercombe. I reckon myself that it was the furthest from a town in Ireland. Mm. The RIC barracks in Lydercombe. Uh, the Lydercombe Heritage Group got a silver award for the lime killing from Kerry County Council. Um, we represented Kerry in the uh, National Good Causes Award. That's a lottery thing. Yes. Um, we had a forge mural done by Mike O'Donnell and one also for Bornemona because Bornemona is a big part was a big part of the history and heritage of Lair. Um the Dan Penny Andy Festival actually got um, this year got a gold award for the council as well for the 25 years that we've been running the, um, the Dan Penny Andy Festival and also uh, we put up a memorial to the Dan Penny Andy Dance Hall at Rainy Gone Cross and we had, as I said, the 25th uh, Dan Paddy Andy Festival, which was not bad going for a, a very rural community to keep it going that long. Yeah, unbelievable. And look, it's 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 testament to likes of yourselves and people that give of their time and all the volunteers as well. I'm looking here as well at the mural at Canty's Forge. Yeah, that's That's spectacular. Is, is, did Mike O'Donnell do that one as well? Or he's done, he did. Yeah. You, you recognise the, the main man in the middle of it. Yes, now. he's uh, Richard Harris, but he's the Bull McCabe. Bull McCabe. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that was, was uh, an idea that Kay came up with uh, about Keolary, uh, yeah, Keolary, because um, you know, like the 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 field is basically set in uh, took place in Lerner Compound. Yeah, there's even a dispute about which murder in Lerner Compound it was about. <laughs> but but John P probably John B in his head drew a bit from both sides. I wouldn't be sure. Kay has very definite ideas on that, but she'll 
someday she'll tell you about the house herself. <laughs> yeah, but what a, oh, it's a wonderful photo. It just brings the whole scene um, mm-hmm. to life. And then the times of Borden, Namona and Lyre as well. Um, and that's the tr- a train carrying the, the, the turf. Is that the, what it was when, done? When, yeah. when Borden, Namona started in Lyre in 1938, I think it was just before the war, mm. uh, they brought in a machine from Germany to cut the turf. It was the first time that uh, there was um, a, a machine cutting turf in the country apart from a couple of private small private um, efforts that were made that didn't succeed but this was a state sponsored uh, effort and the first side that was ever cut in that was cut by that machine in Leather Compound wound up as an exhibition in uh, Glasgow the Commonwealth exhibition uh, you know those world fair type things Yeah. and uh, it was seen by millions of people apparently Yeah. and uh, we don't know what happened to it afterwards but uh, it was famous enough yeah. uh, out of rural and distant little compound to wind up in uh, um, Be- Bella Houston outside outside Glasgow yeah. uh, in a, an exhibition that uh, had had exhibit had things from all over all over the world, all over the Commonwealth. Yeah, and a uh, person we had on the program not too long ago, um, one of your most famous daughters, ah, Katie yeah. Hannon. She's one of our own. She yeah. got Kerry Person of the Year. We do we do claim her, and she's fantastic. Uh, programs always. Uh, mm. We we watch her religiously, if that would be the right word. Yes. Uh, um, when she's on, because it's always she's always hitting the right the right note and spot and issue. Yeah, um, absolutely excellent. There's loads in this. Like, I mean, this is something you could have over Christmas, um, you know, that you'd be nippy in and out of because there's so many different great stories as well and kind of the old Irish stories as well. There's some great ones in here and wonderful photos. Yeah. And you want to add, Joe? Well, yeah, I was just going to say there that, um, once again, Keo O'Leary there has a thing called Things I Came Across When I Was Looking for Other Things. That's a great title. I think it's a great title. And and the thing was about it was that Kay does a lot of genealogy research. You see, she's into the genealogy as well. And she finds things by accident as she's going around and she'll put them aside. Yes. So she sends them over to me then in my computer yeah. and we, I, I put them in on a straight line but they're all there's a, there's a lot of those there's pages of them there yeah, I they're see very them here, readable yeah. because they're so short you know yeah. there's short bits here and there uh, that are there the other t- one other thing just as an example right of, of, of it yeah as an example of it um, Castle Island there was a incident in Castle Island in 1908 yes. uh, during the elections where uh, O'Connor, you know, the, the, the John Kerry O'Connor uh, from the big house there, the big market house, and another guy called uh, Reedy, they contested the election and O'Connor won and your men objected on the grounds that um, O'Connor had plied the population with drink, <laughs> right? <laughs> and there was a commission of inquiry held, a nine-day commission in... Uh, in Castle Island and that's detailed day by day inside in that journal and there's the makings of a play in that everybody in Castle Island was nearly brought in and there's an awful lot of humour involved but I don't think that the commissioners took it that seriously (laughs) but they had to they did what they did anyway there's a lot of twists and turns in the story excellent Um, it's a wonderful compilation there's also a lovely uh, story about um, a horse whisperer as well which I found fascinating as well oh yeah where is it available Joe Um, and where can people get it as they say in all good in all all good good bookshops and bad ones too in (laughs) in (laughs) Ardkerry in Ardkerry and 
myself from just Lair Compan Journal, Lithdor County Kerry will get us. Yeah. And uh, we, we post it out to people as well. So okay, so you can Google that and you'll find and the information. It's available yeah. in Lair Post Office if anybody's driving through, just turn right or left, depending on which direction you're, yeah. you're coming from the post office. It's just off the main road there, and uh, there'll be plenty of copies there as well. Yeah, Joe, well done because there's an amount of work that has to go into compiling it and making sense of everything as well because there is so many different things. So it's it's well structured as well. So brilliant, uh, absolutely amazing photos and uh, it's a great quality production. So congratulations, Joe, and, and we wish you the best of a look with it and well done. And thanks for having us in, Joe. No problem at all. That's Joe Harrington uh, there. We're going to take a break and after that we're going to be talking about a unique fundraiser by Village Island Community Hospital. The Saturday Supplement on Radio Kerry brought to you by Virgin Media, Ireland's best Best broadband. Visit virginmedia.ie. It's playtime. 0667123666. You can text the WhatsApp 0833300300. Hi, Joe. Great show again. I always enjoy your chats with Dominic. It has been raining here all morning. That comes in from uh, Charles. And I hope it isn't mixed with sleet because that's what happened yesterday evening. I was saying the rain fell and then that freezes and it become, can become a bit dangerous on the roads and on the footpaths. Now, Valencia Island Community Hospital have uh, come up with a very unique fundraiser for this Christmas. And to tell us more, we have a person in charge, Stephanie Flaherty, at the hospital. Um, Stephanie, you're very welcome. How are you this morning? Good morning. I'm fine, Joe. We had beautiful rainbows here in Port McGee. Uh, that's the job. It's a sight of good things to come. And tell us about the good things you're doing uh, down there in the hospital as a fundraiser. So um, what we've done is um, our residents in the afternoon, they um, do craft and art. And um, one of the members on the CE scheme, Ger O'Shea, came up with the idea of actually making some Christmas cards. So the residents have got six uh, Christmas cards designed um, and now we're selling them. Um, so you get six cards for 10 euros um, and they're lovely. They're just a lovely thing for Christmas and it helps promote the hospital and um, the good work that we're doing there. Yeah, and I suppose it's unique in that you're involving the residents in the hospital as well, which is kind of uh, unique. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's not much we can do without them because they're they're, they're a, a feisty lot of ladies, and they they say what they want and they and they tell us what they want to do. So, um, so they they made the Christmas cards themselves, and they're lovely. They're really really nice. Um, so yeah, we have we have Kayleys on a Thursday, and uh, the ladies are good for telling us what they want to do. It's lovely, it's really lovely, and Jer works fantastically with them, um, and all of the CE scheme guys. We've got Junior and Kieran. Paddy and Liam, all keeping the place running and painted and uh, gardening and everything. It's fantastic. Yeah, and fundraisers like this, I imagine, are are vital for for you down there. They, yes, it is. <clears throat> I think, like everyone, everyone's feeling the pinch at the moment. So, um, yes, you no know, more or less, our heating costs have gone up and our food costs have gone up. So, yes, everything, every single thing helps. We're a charity. We're not for profit. So um, every little penny helps to to keep the place going. Mm, and speaking of the place, how vital is it to the area, the service it provides? <clears throat> it's fantastic, Joe. <clears throat> we have a resident out here. Um, she was a nurse and a midwife. Um, and she's actually being looked after now by Mary O'Sullivan, who she delivered. Oh, wow. Um, we've got like a home economics teacher that we're looking after. And she taught one of the resident's children to cook. 
and she now makes us cheesecakes and bring them, brings them in for the Kayleys. So it really is a really unique community setting where everybody is involved. Yeah. Um, you know, we have monthly mass. It's lovely. Yeah, really, ex- really unique. Excellent. And the Kayleys, you have a good man there, Jersey, a very uh, well-known musician as well in this county. And finally, where can people go if they want to avail of these Christmas cards? So, um, everywhere. Do you want me to read the list? You can, quickly, if you want. If you can speed read. Port McGee, the Fisherman's, the Moorings, O'Connell Food Store, Valencia, the Royal, the Ringline, Walsh's Shop and Valencia Hostel, obviously. Dromid, Uni Tavern, Waterfield Daily, Stilling Station, Scarif Meads, Fogarty Centra, Renard, the Creamery Shop um, and Kerry Agri Business, Caris Vivine, uh, Quirks Builders, O'Shea's at Delish, the Market House, Centra, Caris Vivine, Eamon Casey, Walsh's, Quirks, O'Neill's, O'Connor's, Corkery's and Aileen O'Donoghue has some out in Castle Coast. Excellent. We could have put a bit of George Shea music to that and we would have had a tune. Um, <laughs> Stephanie, well done and best of luck with uh, that fundraiser and thanks a million for coming on and telling us all about it. Joe, can I just say thank you to the staff at Valencia? They yeah. work so, so, so hard. They are kind, hard-working, and we were very short staff. They backfilled, double-jobbed. When it was sun, the sun was shining and they should be on the beach, um, the cleaners, the kitchen, everybody, the healthcare assistants, nurses, just the best team in South West Kerry. Thank you. Brilliant. Thanks a million there. That is Stephanie Flaherty, person in charge for the Island Community Hospital. And those Christmas cards are for sale. No, that's all I have time for. My thanks to Abigail Bernard, who was on sound. Francis is on the way, so keep it here on Radio Kerry. I'll be back again next Saturday from 9am. Until then, look after yourself and take care.